Today's episode of the Woj Pod is brought to you by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple, allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first mortgage or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash woj. Equal housing lender, license in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hey everyone, welcome into another edition of the Woj Pod. My guest today, an old friend from our days together at Yahoo, and that's Kelly Dwyer, author, proprietor, creator of the second arrangement, a daily NBA email service that is a must read for me and for a lot of people all around the NBA. Kelly and I talk a lot about the beginning of the basketball internet. He was actually there for it. And we hit on a bunch of things around the league as we head into the stretch run here. So here's my visit with Kelly Dwyer of the second arrangement. Welcome into my old friend Kelly Dwyer, the proprietor of Second Arrangement, which is a daily email report via Kelly. For $5 a month, they get you columns, historical deep dives, a different sort of NBA writing that even predates the internet, the original behind the box score from Yahoo Sports that many of you read for a long time there. $5 a month for what? I get in my mailbox every day, Zach Lowe, anybody who covers the league, cares about the league, reads Kelly Dwyer every single morning. It's the, for me, the most in-depth, up-to-the-moment, entertaining read. And $10 gets you the addictive Slack channel, somewhere to chat during games. And you can get all of this for $100 a year. I paid it, I want to say, the moment that Kelly posted this and started on this endeavor to find a way to subscribe go to tsa.substack.com that's tsa.substack.com to sign up for a second arrangement kelly welcome in man uh, it's great to hear from you Oach. great to be on this podcast huge fan first time great to chat let's do it <laughs> well oh, i appreciate it and it's awesome to have you in I mean, Kelly, when we started at Yahoo, I think I started in the fall, I want to say of the 2006-2007 season. I remember my first column was opening night in Miami. The Heat were the reigning NBA champions. I remember I went to Miami and wrote my first column. I remember talking to Dwayne Wade in the hallway that night. That was, or maybe my second column, but that was the beginning. Were you at Yahoo when I started, were you there prior to me? I'm trying to remember. I feel like we were always there together. 
in 06, 07, or you came on just after I did. I was a little later. That moment, I was out trick-or-treating with my with my family, so I, I, <laughs> I missed that game. Uh, but I came home to my TiVo, and, and it was I was delighted as a Bulls fan at what I saw. Um, no, I came in 07, so I got to watch you. I'm going to start flattery stuff, but like I got to. When you Yahoo picked you up, it was like, oh, they're going to get this really – sharp columnist that like out of nowhere is like this this voice that I remember that's really hot stuff as a columnist and then it was like okay I'm looking forward to reading this dude and then it's and it's you start breaking things and it's just like out of nowhere this guy's oh so you're this now and there's also this <laughs> and then yeah Yahoo it was 07 for me at that time, what was the basketball internet? What was the sport on the web at that time that we were starting at Yahoo that I think a lot of blogs were starting to get off the ground. What do you remember about sort of that moment in time, and 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 maybe if something was starting to change? It was it was incre- it was fun. How about that? It was just a blast to to you know all of a sudden your chair at work was a rocking chair, and you're you're you know Lily Tomlin going back and forth and looking at these blogs out of nowhere that were popping up for free and, and uh, you know, you know, mainstream sites were kind of starting to get into it. I was at Sports Illustrated. They hired me out of nowhere with, you know, absolutely no credibility and a, and a soul patch that my girlfriend at the time made me keep on. <laughs> and, and, you know, the Hollinger was around. But, like, it was just this wild scene that we were all trying to, you know, get along with. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was beautiful because it, YouTube had just started. Some of these clips would go online. League Pass was, you know, it wasn't affordable, but it was, you know, more and more people were were starting to get it, and uh, yeah, Sports Illustrated and Yahoo took a chance on me, so you know, that helped start to uh, you know, hopefully break down some of the doors, but it was fun. It was just cool to to, to, you know, everyone all at once kind of realized that basketball wasn't done, and uh, you know, I'm just happy to be around for that. Yeah, and Zach Lowe was at SI starting to I think essentially make the transition from being a kind of a local police crime courts reporter at Stanford Advocate. I know he had been there before he started writing, and he was starting to write and look at the league in a new way. We should probably go back and read that stuff that he wrote at that job. I bet that's some really good stuff that I hope that is online. I just thought of that. There's probably some primo Zach Lowe content out there that we've never <laughs> even clicked on. That's I'm going to write this down when I'm done with it. Yeah, he was just out of nowhere. The uh, Celtics, uh, one of the Celtics blogs. I don't want to say the name of it because I'm, I might get it wrong. And then, yeah, just at Sports Illustrated after I left, well after I left, just let him write whatever and whatever turned into what you do now. And it's, uh, you know, yeah, it, people took chances. No, that's there's no question. And it changed, I think, the way the NBA was covered. Certainly different than the NFL and, and baseball's always, you know, baseball's had its own, I think, like revolution, uh, if you use that word, on, on the internet. But, and you said something just a moment ago, the sort of the beginnings of League Pass. And to me, that was the beginning of, in a lot of ways, for players, you know, it used to be in the NBA that if you wanted to be on TV, if you wanted to be seen, if you wanted to be a player who could get endorsements, you know, you had to be in New York or LA or Boston, maybe Chicago, Philly, because those were the teams years ago that were on TV more than anyone else. But I think beginning with League Pass, where now everybody's on every night, and then you could, it went from being able to watch it on your television to watching it on your phone or your laptop. 
And that started to, to me, change the balance of power that if you played in Oklahoma City or you played in Cleveland, that you could still get a big shoe deal, that you could still be seen and heard from every night. And that all of a sudden it became, I think, less important that you were in one of a couple markets. And I think that was important for the league. So it's basically like, our MTV, like all of a sudden you couldn't get away with Kansas and Boston and Jordan, all those awful bands weren't in the top 40 anymore because they couldn't, <laughs> they didn't look good in videos. All of a sudden you had to be sleek and wonderful. So now, thankfully, we have Duran uh, Duran going on in Oklahoma City. So yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, accountability came from everywhere. Everyone had to be on point. Everything had to be on record. You know, we saw recently with James Harden, but before then, you know, coaches realized that everything, you know, everyone was watching at home and home was somewhere else, uh, you know, somewhere farther than, than where the local radio hosts, uh, you know, could yell at. And uh, the broadcasters, God bless them, they all, you know, out of nowhere had to deal with this torrent of national abuse if they, you know, dared root for the home team. And it was, I mean, to everyone's credit, everyone seemed to kind of get along and have a lot of, you know, we had some we had some good times with it. And as we moved into the high def age, and uh, I mean, I used to have league pass, and when they it was Direct TV made it, so it was the only thing you could have if you got NBA TV. So I that used to be the only thing on my dial for a while in two thousand two thousand one. So you know, it's you know that NBA's been really good at this for a long time. So you know, big ups to uh, you know to the the people that keep you know mostly giving us this stuff for free. Today's episode of the Woj Pod is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Guys, let me tell you about Mattress Firm, and let's keep the ball rolling, shall we? The base for my argument is simple. Your bed budget can go further when you're shopping in America's neighborhood mattress store. It is a true home run. They're the head coaches when it comes to mattress expertise, but know this, they are more than mattress experts. They have a game plan that helps you transform your mattress into a bed, from adjustable bases and sheets to headboards and bedroom decor, they have you literally and figuratively covered up like your favorite cornerback. Go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to see what deals are happening. They even offer you a 120-night sleep trial to ensure perfection and a 120-night low-price guarantee so you know you've paid the perfect price. Talk about a one-two punch. Score big with a perfect bed. Head to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to get the play-by-play on how you can monumentally improve your sleep today, tonight, and tomorrow. Kelly Dwyer, the proprietor, author, creator of The Second Arrangement, which is a daily report you get right in your email box every morning, and you'll want to register the way I have all season at tsa.substack.com. $5 a month to be entertained every day. Kelly, as you're watching the league this year, and you watch as many games as as anyone I know does, what's been the team that you just, every year there's a team or a couple that you just say, I know not everybody's talking about them, but man, they are fun to watch. I love watching this group or this player. Who's that been for you this year? I, I mean, weirdly, in the state that I'm trying to run from in my in my car as much as I can, it's been the Pacers. It's been the yep. the Indiana Pacers are are just you can't take your eyes off them. They're on the West Coast now, doing what they were doing in November. Yet 
in a completely different way. In the middle of the season, Nate McMillan was like, I'm going to coach like Nate McMillan now, and everything slowed down, even though they still take those little, you know, jackrabbit, you know, 20-footers, you know, the, the, the Dick Barnett on, on you know, speed, little uh, Victor Oladipo shots that he tosses up. And, and Oladipo can handle it. Like, Oladipo is... You know, it, 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 last spring or summer, whenever it was, just on his own, decided to become what he became. And I don't know if Indiana knew what he was up to while they still had Paul George on the roster, but, you know, they found their way towards that. And here's Oladipo, you know, still carrying around a gallon of water. Like, you know, people are, you know, excluding you know, God knows what from their diets and walking around eating watercress all day or, you know, rubbing <laughs> hot oil on their knees to, you know, to get rid of inflammation. And he's just like, I'm going to carry around a gallon of water and I'm just going to practice real hard. And, you know, this is what happens. He's been remarkable. And, and I, I spent some time with him earlier this season. He was on the podcast and we talked about his one year in Oklahoma City. And, and I asked him, could he have made the transformation he's made this year the jump he's made as a pro if he had gone from Orlando directly to Indiana and he he says absolutely not that that year in Oklahoma City especially spending the time and playing so closely working so closely with Russell Westbrook really changed everything about how he approached the game and it's funny when people talk about the influence Russ has and whether people benefit from playing with him or not benefit Victor Oladipo credits so much of his the idea that listen I thought I worked hard I thought I worked pretty hard I didn't really know anything about it until I saw the way Russ went at it every day and he's a different player uh, he's just a different player now and, and easily the league's most improved but but a guy that the Pacers now are going to be able to build around And that's so important that that stuff gets out. I'm not saying every player has to open up. It it, it just happens when it happens for these guys. But, you know, for that to come around and then the waves that hit after that, 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 you know, how we think about Oklahoma City, how we think about Russ, how we then, you know, compare that with our own values, you know, the the assumptions that we've already made, and then how we align that with other players, how they're going to come along. They may not have the same story, but we're going to be around for it. And, and, you know, that's why it's, it's, it's so good that we're, we're, this has always been the sport that didn't have the helmets on, right? Or the hats on. And we've always had these individual talents to admire and we hyped them up in the eighties and nineties, but like, we kind of got it. We, you know, we, for too long, we got away from thinking about the individual and what they individually go through instead of what just players like him go through. And I think we have the time and space to do that if there's only, you know, 10, 11 guys in a, in a rotation. So, uh, you know, it, it's good that, 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 you know, someone like Oladipo is settled enough to just talk about it without getting ahead of himself. And, and you know, there he is when no one's watching on the West Coast on, uh, you know, recently just – just killing it, and and I've no, you know, I I don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs with them. It depends on the matchup. It depends on them being in a schedule that they're not used to. For all we know, Nate McMillan could turn into Paul Westhead overnight. It could change all again, but it's going to be fun to watch. And Indianapolis deserves that. Yeah, and McMillan, he probably has not been talked about enough as maybe the coach of the year candidate. That that if you told people the night of the Paul George trade. That this was going to be a team that would be, you know, with less than 10 days left or 10 days left in the season is one game out of the third seed 
in the East, you, you just you would have never imagined. You thought this was a team that would be maybe fighting for the eighth seed, maybe probably in the lottery. He has done just a remarkable job, and especially a coach like you. So I think people sort of thought, well, Nate style, the league has passed it by. Nate style doesn't work in this NBA. Uh, this isn't going to go well there, and it's been remarkable. And look what we got to learn about everyone along the way. Like, if, if things played out how we expected, it, we'd think, okay, maybe Indiana could be in the race, but we'd expect Oladipo to be that Orlando, that stuffy, un, you know, likable to watch sort of player. What's he going to learn from Russ? Oh, he's just going to dribble a lot and take a bunch of shots, and it's going to be terrible to watch. Instead, he went the complete other way. We learned Nate could coach a high-tempo team, but just maybe he doesn't have a high-tempo, you know, yo, Thaddeus Young is around. You know, maybe he doesn't have that to work with. So he proved he could stand up to whatever and speak for himself. And, yeah, he's one of a rotating 14 guys that should be in the coach of the year. You know, it's, it's, it's so fun to just, you know, take these apart and learn from these things. And, and uh, you know, we get that even from the 36-win teams. No question. Kelly, when you look at the West right now and, and beyond, obviously, Houston and Golden State at the very top, in that 4-8 to eight range – you know, between the Spurs and Pelicans, there's two games separating fourth and eighth. And, and if you put Denver in there, three games in a loss column essentially take you to uh, Denver in the ninth seed. Is there one team in that group that you still think there's another gear that they can get to among Spurs, Thunder, Jazz, Wolves, Pelicans, and Denver? Is there a team that has a postseason run in them? I mean, all signs point to the Jazz, right? But I, but yeah. the Thunder also looked like they could take the Warriors to seven games, even if Stephen Curry had, uh, you know, the knee that we knew last month. So I, I've always had a, a burr for the Thunder. I don't know what it is with me. I can't give up on that team, and I've got every reason to. Um, but the, the Jazz <laughs> and they play up and they, and they, and they the series. Have... Holy Lord! But the, the issue is they got to yeah. get out of that eight spot, and, and that's going to be tough to do. And it's tough to watch the Pelicans just kind of go up and down on this season that they've done so many great things with, and yet their concentration still goes from time to time, and that's frustrating. But you know, hey, it's a pennant race in April. No, absolutely. And, you know, I think, too, with, you know, the Thunder have shown an ability to play up the competition and then really play down that when they're challenged, uh, when it's Golden State in front of them, when it's Houston in front of them, they play differently, especially the the Warriors. The Wolves will be interesting to me if Jimmy Butler is back and healthy and himself in the playoffs. You know, certainly that changes that team. But it remains to be seen how he comes back from the injury that he gets back and plays here. But you said it with Utah, and I have such an appreciation for what that Jazz organization has done, how they handled the loss of Gordon Hayward, and then remade themselves around uh, Donovan Mitchell and, and Rudy Gobert. When they've had Rudy on the floor, they've been really as good defensively as anybody in the league, and uh, they never imagined. They really wanted Donovan Mitchell. They moved up in the draft to get him. Uh, Dennis Lindsay, when he came for, when Mitchell came for his workout in the pre-draft, he was so impressive in the gym that day. He blew everybody away, and Dennis Lindsay, their GM, essentially told everybody in the gym, and really only half-joking to his front office staff and coaches, whoever was there, if any of you go out and tell anybody around the league what we just saw here today, I will fire you. Keep your mouth shut, and let's figure out a way to get this guy on draft night, which 
they did. And uh, they're fun to watch. And Quinn Snyder is a, to me, he is a top six, top seven coach in the league. If if you were having a draft right now and you made all the coaches available Holy and a team cow. could draft the coach, he wouldn't be on the board very long. Yeah, I don't even want to get into that because then I'd have to imagine all of them in the green room and uh, that's just, that's, you know, that's, <laughs> nah, that's too much. But hey, I mean, it's April and we, you got Woj talking about Utah. So that, and there, there's your credit to your league pass. Like Donovan Mitchell had a movement behind him in November. You know, he puts in work on a Tuesday night at 10 o'clock Eastern time, and people are talking about that by midnight, and then they're reading why the next day in excruciating detail and in wonderful detail in some places, you know, the next morning, and then that out of nowhere, he's the biggest star in Los Angeles, and this is a guy coming from Salt Lake City. So, you know, this stuff aligns because everything is national now. And, you know, that's keeping everyone on their toes. And that's, you know, that's why the Utah Jazz, this slowdown team with that you have to kind of concentrate to figure out why they're so good in the moments where Mitchell isn't going nuts, uh, you know, has been the talk of the town for, for God knows how long. Kelly, in your mind, Mitchell, Ben Simmons, is this a contest for Rookie of the Year? Is it impossible not to give it? To Simmons, or do you think Mitchell's made a case? Oh, he's made a case for a rookie of the year in some other year besides the year that Ben Simmons just had. Ben Simmons is the rookie of the year, and it's, I'm sorry, but it's, it, it really isn't close. Mitchell is so good. He's so, so good. But, uh, I, you know, I got a feeling Simmons, uh, you know, he may let the, the rest of the year get away from him. He may goof off a bit and just try to play with everyone's expectations. Or he may just remind everyone that he's just going to be disastrous and that people were silly for even thinking Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's had an amazing year, and he might be an all-star someday, but, but Ben Simmons might be something bigger. Yeah, and I think Simmons, his role... Uh, I, I think there's going to be even more focus on him the rest of the regular season because M- Joel Embiid is out for at least the rest of the regular season. You know, I'd reported the other day that there's hope here that with a two-week recovery, he could be back uh, maybe even for game one of the playoffs, but hopefully by game two. But you've, you saw Simmons here in the first couple games without Embiid. Uh, he's been spectacular, and that'll be fun to watch with Simmons and see how this is a team that as of Monday was on a nine game is on a nine game winning streak and can he carry a team here to keep their seeding strong here in the east and and roll them into the playoffs and and kind of hold hold things down until Embiid gets back it's it's the best story in the world I mean it's just endlessly Brett Brown is still putting sets in and and destroying teams this late in the year, and not because Joel Embiid is out like he was doing it before then, and now Joel Embiid like I'm it's so awful that he has to go through this, but he also is going to be off his feet and knees for a little while, and he may have to watch you know from a bench what people from Indianapolis or whatever they get in the first round are doing, and that might be the best thing for this guy right now, and he can just come in and pick his spots and what could. You know, because you get a few days off between games, uh, you know, might be a, a first-round win for Philly. I mean, the, the, once the excitement of him returning settles down, he gets, you know, the, the cycle churns pretty quickly, and he can just get into business, and he just can't help but play like an MVP out there. I mean, it, he, he's been that way even when he's been trying to mind his ankles and knees and whatever else is going on. 
you know, wrong with him. He's been a, a, just a marvelous player because things have settled for him, and I got a feeling that this just might settle him even further and, and help his knees soften. So, you know, look out, NBA. Today's episode of the Woj Pod is sponsored by Gillette. Guys, I've been shaving for more than two and a half decades, and I've tried a number of different shaving products, but I've always gone back to Gillette. Gillette is a brand that I trust and know will always give me the quality shave that I'm looking for. Once I started using the Fusion Pro Shield, I knew there was no going back to any other razor. This razor helps shield your skin from irritation, allowing me to feel confident that I'm going to look my best for interviews on and off air. Plus, the precision trimmer on the back is great for those hard-to-reach areas and styling facial hair. It also features a microcomb that helps guide stubble to the blades and has flexball technology that moves to the shape of your face to get virtually every hair. Long gone are the days of having to run out to the store to buy razors. Now, thanks to Gillette On Demand, I can get Gillette Performance delivered straight to my doorstep. So forget forgetting to buy blades. Try Gillette On Demand to get Gillette Performance delivered straight to your door. Subscribe today and every fourth order is free. Visit Gillette online at www.gilletteondemand.com. Kelly, I know, I know you've always been a big Eric Spolstra fan in Miami. And when you watch as much basketball as you do and you see the variance of lineups, injuries, just at times who's trotting who out onto the floor on any given night, is there a coach who gets more out of whatever he has who gets his team to compete harder than Spo does? Wow. Well, I mean, with more out of everyone that has, you have to, you know, you could make a joke, but, uh, you know, there's some, some teams far beyond Miami that are just trying to punt the ball every time they dumb down they, in court and they, they back in to win. So there's some, there's some good stuff going on at the bottom of the standings. Shout out to Phoenix and, and, and maybe even Chicago. I don't know, but, but Spo is, is ungodly. I, it just never, they're, they're not great to watch unless you like, you know, six foot seven guys pulling up for angular jumpers. It, it, that kind of gets old for me after a while. But the interior passing when Whiteside goes out, they're, they're just, in a, they never stop. They're unrelenting. And they got the right guys coming into that system. And those guys listen and they want to work for that culture. And, uh, you know, you know, bless them all because you turn into heat games and you think they're going to be bunko. And you're just kind of transfixed by this nonsense that you know is going to result in a shot that you that you don't really like. But there it goes, and all of a sudden you have this team that is is always there. And when they lose, you're surprised, and that shouldn't be the case for an eighth seed. But every time the Heat go down, it's like, what happened? What I love about Miami and that organization is they're sort of, in their minds, I think they're always sort of waiting in between that big free agency chase that they'll sort of hang around, hang around, get in position to get back into free agency and try to do something big. Now, maybe those days are gone. Maybe they're not in position anymore to be a destination place. They had a run of decades where they got big free agents to come, and it'll be interesting to see if that can still happen for them. They dug into their cap last summer, re-signed a lot of players off of that team and, and clogged up a lot of cap space. But I I just love what they do there. Like you talk about using your G League team. You know, Adam Simon, who who had interviewed for the Charlotte GM job, has run their G League team here. 
in the Dakotas of all places. And you look at their roster and they have just funneled players from there who've not only come to Miami and played, but really contributed to winning. And they have figured out a way to develop guys. And like you said, like they know what they're looking for in a player. They know what they want out of someone and they do as good of a job as anyone of sort of recognizing who fits there for guys from lots of schools you've never heard of undrafted guys second round picks who have bounced around and then they get there and Spo finds a way to craft them into that culture that organization and listen they're not competing for a championship and, and they're going to fight to certainly just get out of the first round this year but year in and year out I I just always love with how they team build, how they keep trying to piece a group together. It's it's unique to me. That's Miami you're talking about. I mean, you could have gone on, you could have pasted in some sort of small market, you know, the Jazz or who, and yet we're talking about Miami. And you started that off by saying people don't want to go there anymore. So credit back. You know, I guess the NBA culture that these players are like, yeah, I'm going to build a winner in Portland and I'm going to make do with this because everyone's watching. And, you know, these kids grew up with the decision and they saw how that, you know, was mishandled. And and they, like LeBron and everyone else, learned from it. And now it's I'm not saying there's a backlash because I don't know anything about free agency, but I do know that players are more certain about themselves than ever because of what they had to grow up learning and what they had to deal with in their own lives. And, uh, you know, that's why I dig watching them in person and, and, and you know, in front of that uh, flickering screen. Today's episode of the Woj Pod is sponsored by the Starters. Catch the Starters every weeknight on NBA TV as they break down the biggest storylines from around the NBA. The show features top 10 plays of the week, debating whether league news is really just gossip, weekend whoopsies, and lead dropping a ton of NBA trivia knowledge. Keep up with the Starters via social on Twitter and Instagram at the Starters and on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Starters. And be sure to check out their deep dive podcast every Friday called The Drop, which is available for download from iTunes and NBA.com slash The Starters. Kelly, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Love, in the span of a few days recently, both came out, talked about their challenges with mental health, what Love went through in an episode. You know, I think the most recent episode where he left the team for a little while, came back, that was sort of, you know, that departure was a little bit the the makings of that team meeting they had in Cleveland. And I think he wanted to explain himself further on that. And it was sort of an entryway into talking about the challenges he's faced in his life that tens of millions of people in this country face every day. And, and now you're starting to see players, uh, prominent players in the NBA, talk about these issues. What do you think that's meant for this league for young people who are who may be going through some of the same things or, or people anywhere going through some of the same things that the impact that love and DeRozan had on on the public and, and maybe on this conversation I mean it it goes anywhere it doesn't it it thank goodness it's going to the the 12 year old out there but it goes to 
you know, we see what African-American children and how they might be misdiagnosed with things, uh, you know, in infancy because of the discrepancy in how they treat, you know, white kids versus black kids and things that might be related to eventual mental illness. And, you know, so we get maybe people thinking about that and how we look at what grows into a, a big, sturdy Kevin Love and what grows into a big, sturdy DeMar DeRozan who's always had square shoulders. And we're trying to figure out where that comes from and why he's spending all that time in the gym and all that time in the gym. And that could mean anything. It could mean because he likes doing, you know, twirling back to the basket jumpers in the gym, or it could mean he's working through some stuff. And, and now we have the space and time, I hope, and all these voices out there where we can, and especially stages. I mean, you know, <laughs> just these websites, uninterrupted, uninterrupted should, should have an MVP vote at this point. The, 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 the things that these players are breaking is is fantastic that they're that they're that they're sending out there at their own time and and it and you know the idea that a panic attack can come out of nowhere it doesn't have to be that Kevin Love has an episode when he was in sixth grade and the coach looked at him the wrong way and that's when it all clicked it could just happen in November of 2017 that's how these things work we're still figuring it out. And, uh, yeah, as someone who's dealing with this stuff himself and, you know, chasing whatever in this country, trying to work through his own stuff, it's, it's you know, great to pick up your phone and, and, and dial that in when you're walking into a gas station to see Kevin Love in a, in a moment, you know, between the paying for the candy bar and filling up your tank. All this <laughs> comes together on Twitter instead of, you know, some other nasty thing you read. So you get to look at Kevin Love and everything else a completely different way, and you get people thinking about it and hopefully maybe turning off some things and just having their own moment with how they appreciate what these people are going through and what the people that may have tried to lead them to their seat in the arena might be going through that day. Uh, it's just it's great to be around for it, and I'm just just impressed to the bravery of all of it. Yeah, and you, you talk about guys' willingness to, you know, put themselves out there. But I just think this day and age, it lends itself to guys. Listen, players are bypassing guys like me. They're bypassing what was always called the traditional media. And they can go directly to fans, to the public, in lots of different ways now. And I think that contributes to, I think guys being willing to, tell their stories in different ways, I guess. I think there's a sense of control that they have an ability to control it in a way. I, you know, listen, I still believe, and I think the players generally really still believe this too, that, that there is value to having someone help frame a story for you and to tell your story. And I think sometimes that plays into trust and different relationships they may have with guys in the business and, and there's times they want to just do it themselves. But I think it's just made it easier in general for guys to feel like they can get out there with something like this and it's going to be received well. We got a couple of generations now and I'm one of them who are kind of dismayed of the thought of having to work through a voicemail. I mean, that, that, that responding to texts takes a big, you know, deep breath and a whoosh, you know, imagine people that are way younger than us. If it, and also, you know, basketball's a winter sport. We're, we're, you know, it, 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 their night starts when it when it's dark, and then when it's done, yeah, they get the best accommodations, but they're still moving back from the cold darkness to a bus to a cold airport to the whatever. And you know, the idea that they could just kind of script this—it's not—it's not 
you know, indifferent or lazy. It's just what they're used to. And if someone can help them the least amount, you know, I, I get that. These guys have spent their whole life, you know, articulating their ways with their thumbs on their phone at this point. These, these kids that were born in whatever age. So, you know, I, I, it just makes sense to me. And, and I understand it. And as everyone gets older, we're all going to realize the value of writing and the value of patience and the value of collaboration and trust, as you said. And, uh, you know, I just think that's an eventual thing. For now, I'm just glad that we're talking to start. Kelly, it was awesome having you on, getting back with you here. I am going to remind everybody again, the second arrangement, $5 a month, Get you the original behind the box score that many of you read on Yahoo in Kelly's time there when we were colleagues and a lot more than that. Columns, historical deep dives. I love the one on Clyde Frazier, Cleveland, the Knicks from the other day, but those kind of historical deep dives and, and really a different kind of NBA writing that Kelly goes right back to the beginning of sort of that internet basketball transformation. $5 a month for that, and for $10 a month, you get the Slack channel. You can chat live during games with other fans with Kelly, and you can get all of this for $100 a season to sign up like I have, and we'll continue to do tsa.substack.com to subscribe to Kelly Dwyer's second arrangement. Everybody in the league reads it. You should read it too, Kelly, man. Awesome to catch up with you. We will talk soon, man. Thanks for having me on, Woj. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Woj Pod. A big thank you to my guest today, the author, proprietor of the daily email subscription service, Second Arrangement, and that's Kelly Dwyer. Remember, you can subscribe and listen to new and archived episodes of this pod wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to your shows and thanks to today's sponsors, The Starters, Gillette, and Mattress Firm. Be sure to support them the way they support us here at the Woj Pod. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>